Hey there, and welcome to the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual elderly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Monday, January 15th, 2024. And today is our 249th devotional. And yes, I've been off. Uh, I haven't been doing these for the past couple of weeks because I've been sick. Uh, you might hear it in my voice. I'm still kind of uh, a little bit shaky there, but I think it's back enough that we can get back to this. So um, as we get started, we're uh, getting back into these character uh, devotionals, looking at people in the Old Testament that are examples to us, sometimes of good, sometimes of not so good. Uh, but 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6 tells us this. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. So the Bible clearly states that the people in the Old Testament were our examples. Um, and it's specifically they're referring to uh, the people that came out uh, with Moses in the Exodus. They lusted after things and uh, got them into so much trouble. But today we're going to be looking at Solomon, and he was a man uh, with a divided heart, you might say. So we'll look at one portion of his, his uh, reign today, uh, one portion of what he did good, and what we can learn from that. And then tomorrow we'll try to get into the other per portion. But I picked out first, uh, first Kings chapter 3, verse 9, uh, just as an example of why he was such a good ruler. Uh, first Kings chapter 3, verse 9 tells us this. Um, Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may uh, discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this, thy so great a people? So um, what do we know about Solomon? Well, uh, he was a man that was, um, the Bible says he was the wisest man uh, on the earth. He he was very wise. Now, some people would dispute that because we also know that he had many wives, and we'll look at that tomorrow. Uh, that was his downfall uh, because the Bible said not to multiply wives, but he had many wives. Uh, why did he have so many wives? Well, because he was wise. He was making allegiances with different kingdoms, and there was peace in the land. And so that was part of his wisdom. He had wisdom to judge the people, uh, and he needed wisdom to rule over them. But uh, the Bible says he was the wisest man to ever live. Uh, he is one of the wealthiest men to have ever lived. When you start calculating how much wealth he had, uh, he would have been one of the wealthiest men to have ever lived. Um, and he was a great builder. He loved to build, it, it appears. He built uh, all kinds of things. Uh, one, the temple, and obviously he did not do all the building. Uh, he had builders, but he was what you might call the architect. Uh, he was the one that oversaw things and uh, organized it. He was a great organizer because when he gets done with building the temple, he starts building his own house. Uh, he builds other houses um, and, and just different edifices. Uh, and he was known for his building accomplishments. So um, this is what we we know about him. He was uh, wise. He was a builder. 
uh, but he was a man with a divided heart. So uh, what made him so wise? Well, uh, the first thing that I see that made him wise was the simple fact that he listened to his dad. Uh, he was willing to listen to, to David, and he was willing to put away uh, Joab, somebody who had uh, shown that he was willing to bend the rules, break the rules, and do whatever he needed to to stay in power or to... Uh, he, he was someone that was very much a pragmatist. Uh, if this helps me, then it's right to do. And that's what Joab uh, showed throughout the, the whole time that David was king. And so um, Saul, uh, Solomon takes and, and has him put to death for uh, the actions that he had taken under his father, uh, David. And so when Solomon had him put to death, um, that helped to purge out the kingdom. Uh, Solomon also had other leaders, uh, one of the priests that had uh, been part of a, a semi-rebellion or trying to set up one of the other sons of David as king. Uh, that priest was set aside. He wasn't killed, but he was just sent back home. Uh, don't have anything to do with the kingdom again. Just live at peace in your own home. He was taken out of authority position. But then another person who had caused problems, he had cursed David. He had thrown stones at David. He had tried to overthrow throw David when Absalom uh, was, was pursuing David. Uh, this person, um, Solomon took and put him into a place where he was confined and he could keep an eye on him. And when he did cause some problems, uh, he had him put to death. So uh, Solomon was wise in that he took his father's counsel and didn't uh, allow these men to have the the ability to cause problems. But the the biggest thing is that I see that Solomon did with seeking was uh, with getting his wisdom. He sought God. He went to God to get his wisdom. Um, he he went to offer up sacrifices in a place um, where it was customary to offer up sacrifice, sacrifices. Back in this time, the Bible states very clearly that they still had high places that they would go to. Um, and so Solomon had gone to one of these places, and he had offered up a substantial sacrifice. And I find that that's always... Uh, important when you're seeking wisdom, be willing to sacrifice. And Solomon did that. He was willing to make a substantial sacrifice. And God comes to him and asks him, what do you want? Uh, do you want wealth? Do you want uh, your enemies to be conquered? What do you want? And Solomon, instead of asking for wealth or a long life or the heads of his enemies, he asks for wisdom. And so God gives him all of those things. And that's what made him so wise was that he was willing to go to God and ask for wisdom. So what are a few things that we can learn from Solomon? Well, first off, we should be willing to listen to our fathers. Um, that's one of the most important things that we can do is to honor our fathers, to listen to them, even if we don't agree with them. Be willing to listen to him. But we find in Proverbs chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, it says this, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, and chains about thy neck. 
being willing to listen to our parents, being willing to honor our parents is one of the most important things that we can do. Uh, it, it just, whether you're a child at home or whether you're a, an adult that has grown up, uh, listening to your parents, uh, paying attention to them is one of the most important things. And I think it's important because God says he will bless people that do that. And you might say, do you have to obey everything that they say? No, not necessarily, but you ought to be willing to respect them and listen to it. Solomon was willing to do that. So that's one thing that we can learn from him. Another thing that I see that we can learn from Solomon is, is to go to God and ask for wisdom. James chapter 1 verse 5 tells us this, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and he shall be given, and it shall be given him. Um, God promises to give us wisdom if we're willing to come to him and ask for wisdom. The problem so much of the time is we think we know it all, and so we're not willing to go to God and seek his word. One of the best places to go to get wisdom is God's word, knowing what he thinks knowing how he operates is one of the best ways uh, of understanding what is wise. We have the uh, user's manual to life, the Bible, you might say, and how often do we go to it? The last thing that I see, we should look to grow our relationship with God and help others as they grow and develop in their relationship to God. Solomon uh, one of the things that he did was to build the temple. He saw that as a priority, and that building of the temple left a mark on the land, and it helped people for generations. Uh, when when you think about Solomon, you think about Solomon's temple, one of the greatest buildings ever built. Um, and, and what are we doing to build up the kingdom? What are we doing to build up the kingdom in our own life? Are we building God's kingdom around us? Are we doing something to help build the kingdom up? The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We shouldn't be seeking to build our own kingdom up. We should be seeking to build God's kingdom in our own lives and in the lives of people around us. So I hope that's a help to you. And as I am losing my voice now, um, we'll go ahead and sign off here pretty quick. But I hope this has been a blessing to you. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you the next time or being with you the next time. Until then, auf Wiederhören.